0: The school is out, which means it's time for High Kids. Good afternoon and welcome to the High Kids Show. My name is Renal Silverstone and I am your host for today. This is High Kids, 4 Kids, 5 Kids. And thank you so much for tuning in to 101.9 High FM and listening to our High Kids Show. Today on the High Kids Show, I will be speaking to Mashi Rose she is a graphiologist what is a graphiologist find out with the questions don't go away because we have a very interesting show for you you're listening to high kids on 101.9 Hi fm this is high kids for kids by kids my name is renal silverstone and i am your host for today good afternoon mashie Good afternoon. It's so lovely to be here. Such a pleasure you're here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, let's begin. What is graphology?
1: Graphology is the art or the science of um, extracting the personality from a person's handwriting. So, if you get a page of handwriting to be able to see if the person... Um, Is friendly, outgoing, has integrity, is a team player, all that kind of thing. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Also, what career they might like to follow, you know, if they're um, a deductive kind of thinker or they're analytical or they enjoy art, that sort of thing.
0: Lots and lots to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) So, would you like to explain to us what is deductive and analytical?
1: Okay. (laughs) Can't speak now. Okay. I hear you. Um. A deductive thinker is somebody who easily comes up with new and innovative ideas. So that you'll see in a number of features, but the thing that stands out the most in graphology is the I dot. When a person makes the letter I and then you do a dot, like you're writing the word ink, then you'd make an I and then an N and a K. So when you do the I and you're going to do a dot, you... Lift your pen and put the dot there And then you don't lift your pen again You go straight from the dot into the N It runs from the one letter into the other That is a new thinker Someone who can come up with new and innovative ideas And especially if it's not a very connective sort of writing You know, if a person is connecting absolutely everything They're probably very talkative And then they wouldn't be in this category because then it's something else. that's the thing with graphology. You've got to find a few cluster forms together, and then you know you're on the right track because one thing can mean two can mean a few different things. Hmm, wow.
0: So what happens if someone draws an eye, but the dot is a circle?
1: Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, usually that's um, for people who are say under eighteen years old. And that would indicate That's age related And also it would indicate That the person might be artistically inclined That they like to do things differently Or could be like You know um, An attention seeking type of instrument Wow So there are many variations
0: Very interesting Mm. Mm. Well how do you read the handwriting?
1: What I need is um, A page of writing on unlined paper, you know, like computer paper. Yeah. And, uh, I, I like to have, um, two paragraphs, say so half a page of, of script and half a page of the way they usually write. So cursive and the way that they usually write. And I also need a signature. And then I'll, I can analyze what, look for whatever you want. Wow. Hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's a very interesting thing. How do you learn it? Um, There are official courses that you can do um, through the American Association of Handwriting Analysis that's based in Chicago, and you can also do it through the um, English School, which is in London, Mm -hmm. and you can also, you can just buy a textbook, you know, you can buy a nice book. It is Guide to Handwriting. That won't give you the um, official course, the proper syllabus, but you can... Read a number of books. A nice book that I really enjoy is um personality in handwriting and the author's name is Alfred Mendel. Alfred O. Mendel. It's a great book. Nice sense of humour, factually correct, very interesting. Oh. Hmm.
0: So are there different types of handwriting when you write in a different language?
1: No, not really. Um, If you know the basic syllabus, you can analyze a handwriting that's in Hebrew or in Japanese or whatever it is. In English, the left margin uh, signifies the past, and the right margin is the future. So in Hebrew, it would turn around. And I'm told that in Japanese, the top and the bottom turns around as well. So yeah, you can you can apply it as or, long as you know the school model, the way people learn at school. Yeah. Like for example, Germans in schools in, in Germany they write very sharp. Americans they've got like a bit of a flourish. South Africa's got a very nice um, book model.
0: Wow, very nice to know this. <laughs> so, what languages would would um would be hard to be able to read?
1: I don't think any language really, because. I don't read the the message. I actually looked at a handwriting today, and the person wrote such a beautiful little message. But I hadn't read it because I was so busy looking at the spacing and the size of the letters and the letter formations and the structure of the letter that um, when she said read the message, it was just such a beautiful message. So I don't look at the psychology of it. I just look at the actual letter formations.
0: Wow. So, what can your handwriting say about you?
1: About me personally? Yeah. Hmm, that would be telling, hey? <laughs> well, um, I suppose I'm I'm pretty average. I like to aspire to good things. I like to um, lead a good life, a clean life. Um, I think of myself as being honest and fair. And, you know, strive for stuff like that. Hmm, wow. No, it's actually a good thing to bring out a person's confidence because when you see it in black and white, you know that's the way it is and it's obviously there. But it's also good for growth areas to find like an area where a person is perhaps not as good as they want to be and then they can improve in that area. Because the way that you write is the way that you think. That's why I can analyze w- what you're writing and how you think. But if you change your writing then you'll change the way that you think. So over a period of time, you can change issues that are in your writing that you don't like or in your personality that you're not happy with or things you haven't come to terms with. Like, for example, if a person leaves a big margin open on the left, that would indicate that they maybe had issues in the past that they didn't like. You know, behavior of somebody that wasn't good for them Or things that they went through that were hard for them and they haven't accepted it. So when they write, they put the pen down far from the left margin. They leave that space. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if they put the pen down closer to the red line where they should start and they keep doing that continuously for a period of, say, three months, then those issues also won't be so uh, predominant in their mind. They'll feel, you know, that happened to me, and that was lousy, and I really took the short straw. But now it's over, and I've survived, and I'm, I'm through it, and we, we keep going. We bounce back. Hmm, wow. Yeah, we bounce back. So resilient. Resilience, baby.
0: So, what happens if a person can't figure
1: out their handwriting? You mean they got a few different types yeah. of writings? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, that's an interesting question. eh? A lot of people write um, one way so it can be legible and then maybe another way for their lists at home and something like that. But overall, it's usually the same. The spaces between the words and their placing. And, you know, there might be like a slight variation in slant. Slant is a mood thing. So if you write, if your writing is slanted to the right, that means a person's generally outgoing, friendly, talks to strangers easily, a good salesperson or something like that. If it's upright, 90 degrees, then um, you're dealing with an independent person who's self-reliant and isn't in a position of need. And then if it's a left slant, depending also how far it goes to the left, left slant is somebody who might... You know it doesn't mean it's all of these features, it's some of them, and then you it's collaborated by other things that you look for but overall, generally, a left slant is somebody who um is very much more comfortable with the people that they already know well, and sometimes they need time to warm up to strangers or sometimes they um can be rebellious if it's a very, very low slant, it's like under forty five degrees. So then, that's that's already an issue. There's, there's a problem. We've got to look into it. Wow, Oedipus complex.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, what type of science is
1: graphology? Um, what do you mean in terms of psychology? Well, uh, let me say like this: you you can study it at university in Europe, in Switzerland. And in italy it 's part of the psychology department and um, it's used it 's used in israel for for people coming into the defense force into uh, girls to in particular because they 're not happy with the position that they 're in so the um, the Israeli army uses it for girls for their placement. You know, one wants to work in an office, one likes to have a gun, one likes to work <laughs> on a hilltop. So you put the girl who wants a gun in the office, she says, oh, I don't come to the army to work in an office. I can work in an office in my father's office. Yeah. And then another one says, you know, oh, I don't want to come to the army to work with a gun, for goodness sake. What do you think of me? So it helps to place and to find the nature. Wow. Yeah, it's interesting Yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, can you read drawings? Well, a tree drawing, yes I can do tree drawings And that's very good with children You know, who can't write Or who don't want to write You look at the size And the the placement on the page And different features of the tree, yeah Mm, Wow Are there rules to it? No, not too many There aren't too many it's like, um, you know, a representation. Yeah. And then you just analyze that.
0: Wow. So did you have to study to read handwriting or can you just learn by yourself? You've got some interesting questions for me, huh hey? mm, Trying mm, to yeah. come to your house. <laughs> yeah, I actually
1: <laughs> did it for a long time. I studied for a long time. And then I did exams. Um, my husband always encouraged me to to study more and more, because he said, you know, you really like it, do some more. And then he said, do your exam and do your next exam. And then someone used to bring handwriting to my house. He used to be um, a member of the congregation at Shaw, and he was looking for a secretary who was a fast thinker and somebody who he could trust and a hard worker, you know, just a nice, a mensch. And so the handwriting samples I'd, I'd go through and say, yes, this person's good for you and that person might not be good for you and this person's mind will work well with yours. And that's how it started. And then it just carried on snowballing down the hill. Huh.
0: So what did you study to become proper?
1: Um, I studied the syllabus. I did it with uh, Dr. Marcel Feinberg here in South Africa and I did my international exams um, with the American Association of Graphology in Chicago and then I also did post-graduate um, work with um, Savannah Grandin. She, she's in Italy now but she was in South Africa. Um, she was like one of the founders here and then I also did my uh, British exam. And it's a certificate, and I've been teaching. I've got a number of students who've passed their exams, so they've got a certificate to use anywhere in the world, which is great. That is great. It's very interesting stuff. Yeah.
0: So is it difficult to read people's handwriting?
1: No, no. It's just a syllabus that you have to know. It's slant and spacing and sizing and zones. It's... Like like anything, it's different features You can't read into it, you know You can't make up your own story about things Yeah, Yeah, you can't add to the syllabus And the better you know the syllabus The better you can find solutions So, what does a slant actually mean? A slant is your orientation towards society If you're friendly and outgoing You'll usually have a rightward slant If you're independent and you don't care, you have an upward slant or even a left slant is the opposite of a right slant. What you don't want is a mixed slant in your writing. You don't want to have a a word leaning to the left and a word leaning to the right and you don't want a middle straight up. You don't want a mixture. Has it happened to you? Yes, I've seen a lot of that.
0: So is it difficult
1: no, not at all, not at all. It's like a mindset. you know you have to uh become aware of what you do, like for example, um if you could keep your your slants to the slightly to the right, I'd say that's the best way to write. It facilitates fast movement and it's a positive writing. And then also not to let your lines tangle with each other. To leave good spacing in between. That is a tip I could give you. Wow. Because, you know, children today, they, they don't need to be lectured or criticized for their shortcomings. Because in today's generation, we are our own biggest critics. So instead, I think what parents can do is that they can bring the strengths and the potential of their children out by giving them compliments, by building them, and by working with them.
0: You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Renal Silverstone, and I am your host for today. Let's carry on with the questions. What three zones is handwriting made of?
1: You ask me such interesting questions. This is really a great interview. Thank you. It's made of the upper zone and the middle zone and the lower zone. So if you think of a word like flag, the way the F goes up and the L goes up, that top area, that's the upper zone. And the middle area where the tummy of the A is or the tummy of the G, that's the middle zone. And the lower area, the lower zone is the bottom of the F and the tummy, uh, the, the lowest part of the G. You know oh, that wow. loop? Yeah, yeah. Those are the three zones.
0: Would you look at that? We got two questions. Our first question is, can you please ask Mashi if she can please leave her details? People to contact her.
1: Of course we can. Um, my number is 083 234 That was 083 <laughs> 234 Okay. And also the other question
0: is, Please ask Mrs. Mashey if she can see diseases and send them to be treated.
1: Whoa. That's um, <laughs> that's medical graphology. I think there is such a section, but um, I think it's quite quite difficult to do. But I think there are people who can do it. Yeah. Like, um, for example, I know uh, a rabbi in America, Manus Friedman, he's able to he's also a graphologist and it assists him very much with his um with the work that he does and um I know that he can see um when ladies are um feeling very uh depressed or let me say people feeling very depressed
0: huh. so that is very interesting. interesting and how can you actually tell where what does small handwriting mean And what does large handwriting mean
1: Okay that's a nice question Small handwriting is usually um, Like I mentioned before There can be different answers to the same thing You just have to verify what it is So a small handwriting could be A person who is very clever Could be a person Who int- has an intellectual mentality Could be Somebody who is extremely modest Could be somebody Who's got a low self-worth, feelings of low self-esteem, a large handwriting, could be somebody who's famous, and they're easily recognised in a crowd, so they become used to that fame, or it could be somebody um, who's very boastful. You know, there are different features, and it would it would be impolite for me to say it's this or it's that because. As I mentioned before, you've got to find features that will back you up. It's like clusters. Wow. Very That's why it takes so long. Sorry, sorry. No. Sorry, Ronelle. Sorry, That's takes? why it takes, to analyze handwriting takes long and also it's, it's very accurate because by the time you reach a solution, you, you have found this thing a number of times.
0: Wow. Very interesting. What does mm. poor handwriting mean?
1: Poor handwriting. Yeah. I don't really know. I don't think there is such a thing as poor handwriting. Like then. it's
0: shaky and all of that.
1: Uh, okay, so shaky is usually um, somebody who might be old and they can't control the pen well, or they um on medication and it affects their, their small motor coordination. But I think in graphology there's, there isn't really a, a poor writing. There's a good writing but not a poor writing. Well. Mm, wow.
0: So does the spacing of the sentence matter? Um, not the words, the sentence.
1: Where you put it on the page.
0: Yeah. They count you.
1: Yeah, but um one sentence is not enough really to analyze. If you've got a few sentences, you can definitely um start analysing and finding features there. Because now you you've got something that's um, related to this one line, you know, where's the second line? Where's the third line? Yeah, something like that.
0: Oh. so what does pressure do mean when you're writing?
1: You got you such interesting pressure. questions for me. There are a number of different ways to put pressure. Pressure is how hard you press on the stroke on your pen when you when you write. Like for example, um, in the olden days when they used to use a feather. Um, they took a, f- a quill and they slit it at the top And then they put it into the ink And they transfer that ink onto the page So that's why pages were always so messy And full of blobs of ink But if you, um, if you see a sample of Napoleon's handwriting For example He pressed extremely hard And then that slit in the quill Would separate more And the ink would come gushing out so you'd see a lot of ink spill there. Uh, that's a person who's, you know, extremely strong-willed and passionate.
0: Wow. Very, very interesting. Well, thank you so much to my guest, Mashie Rose, for coming on High Kids. And thank you to my producer, Mandy and Craig, for pushing the big red buttons. Join us on Monday for another High Kids show, only on 101.9 Hi FM. Goodbye and Shabbat Shalom, kids. Have a super-duper week.